Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Eatonson. Welcome to Heal NPD. So my last video blew up a little bit and it brought uh, a lot more viewers to my channel. And overall, I think that's a good thing because I want this channel to grow and to reach as wide an audience as possible. But with the new viewership came uh, lots of comments that were negative, paranoid, and some that were downright abusive. I spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks combing through the comments and responding to all the ones that I felt were in good faith. I, of course, deleted the ones that I felt were abusive toward me or toward people with NPD. I don't tolerate abusive comments toward any individual or group on my channel. So today I'd like to uh, discuss one of the main themes that I noticed emerging in the comment section of my last video. And it's the question of whether people with NPD are aware of the harm that's caused by their actions. So I noticed several main themes when reading the comments of my last video. Some, like the idea that narcissists are evil demons from hell, don't merit serious time or consideration. I'm not interested in discussing the supernatural here. I uh, think about mental illness in terms of psychology, not ghosts and goblins. But other comments, I feel, reflected the widespread confusion and misunderstanding surrounding this disorder. Here's a brief sampling. They're victims of early childhood trauma, but they chose the wrong path and they dehumanized themselves by becoming a false being. The narcissist grew up with manipulation. They'll get close to someone just to use and destroy them. Love is viewed as a way to get stupid people to do what you want. They're not victims. On the contrary, they're fully aware of what they're doing. They're not traumatized at all. They enjoy torturing you. Now here we have four people who seem to believe that they have the one true understanding of narcissism. Yet the first two comments say that narcissism is the result of early trauma and manipulation, while the second two say the opposite, that there's no trauma history for narcissists whatsoever. And this is kind of a major issue, and it serves to illustrate how many people out there think they know what narcissism is when they really have no idea. But despite their differences, each of the comments I just cited subscribes to the idea that narcissists are aware of the harm that their actions cause to those around them. And this was a very common sentiment. I believe it's fueled by videos like the one from Dr. Romani that I referenced in my last video that lead people to believe that, as a general rule, narcissists are intentional bad actors, that they make calculated decisions to hurt or harm other people for their own benefit or amusement. To quote the comments, they'll get close to someone just to use and destroy them. They're fully aware of what they're doing. They enjoy torturing you. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine that many of these same commenters would actually agree that narcissism is a mental illness. But if that's the case, then they don't seem to really understand what that term means. Mental illness isn't just some label to describe aberrant behavior. It influences thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. In many ways, having a mental illness and being fully aware of what you're doing are mutually incompatible propositions. And that's because mental illness skews how we see ourselves and how we see other people. It changes what we can be, quote, aware of. It causes us to rely on a limited set of inflexible coping strategies, and it makes it difficult to learn and adapt to new information. Due to their mental illness, narcissists are frequently unaware of how other people really see them. 
They may believe that other people are idealizing them, when in fact, other people are really rolling their eyes at them. Or they may believe that other people hate and despise them, when in reality, most people aren't even noticing them. Distorted self-image skews their perception of circumstances and of relationships. They may perceive competition or threat where none actually exist. Uh, they may be prone to intense feelings of rage and resentment in response to minor slights that most of us wouldn't even notice. The wrong look or tone of voice can magically represent a major insult or injury to someone with NPD. They may think you're mortal enemies because of something you said absentmindedly at a party three years ago that you don't even remember, but that just so happened to intersect with that individual's fragile self-esteem in such a way that they've been ruminating about it ever since. They may have engaged in hundreds of hours of fantasy fights and arguments with you. The thing you said that you probably don't even remember saying may be a centerpiece of fragile self-esteem that haunts that individual late into the night and around which they've rallied considerable internal resources. The world can be a terrifying, claustrophobic, zero-sum place when viewed through the kaleidoscope of distorted self-perception that is common in NPD. Mental illness also makes individuals with NPD more reactive and more impulsive. While someone without mental illness may have the internal space to consider multiple interpretations of an event and to consider multiple ways of responding before deciding on a course of action, someone with NPD or pathological narcissism may not be able to think about alternative responses. They may simply act. Often, in cluster B disorders, one of the main functions of behavior is simply to expel unwanted thoughts and feelings that the fragile self-structure can't contain. People around them may have the experience of being a human dumping ground, and that's because, to a certain extent, they are. The fragile self of someone with pathological narcissism or NPD typically can't tolerate certain thoughts and feelings, and it must evacuate them. And this evacuation often takes the form of projection, acting out, or impulsive, destructive, or self-destructive behaviors. Now, sometimes these are premeditated decisions, but often they aren't. Often they're more like reflexes. One of the main approaches in treating NPD is called mentalization-based therapy. This approach is focused on helping the individuals to develop more sophisticated models of their own mind and of the minds of other people. It helps them to create more space to think about why they feel a certain way, because there's a natural deficit in the ability to think about thoughts, in the ability to model the self and other people in NPD. Another popular treatment is called transference-focused psychotherapy. And that involves helping the individual with NPD to become more aware of the ways that they misperceive interpersonal situations. Like anyone, individuals with pathological narcissism and NPD act according to their perceptions. Can we really say that someone, quote, knows what they're doing when their underlying perception of events is badly distorted? And given the internal discontinuity that's common in cluster B personality disorders like NPD, perceptions can shift dramatically over short periods of time. Someone who was idealized is now devalued. Someone who was loved is now hated. 
someone who was a friend is now an enemy, etc. These shifts are often sudden and global. They occur with little to no warning and with little to no awareness on the part of the person with NPD. Everyone around them is aware of these shifts and they're often shocked and confused by them. This is actually a major principle in the treatment of personality disorders like NPD and BPD. The patient may treat you like a savior one week and like a threat to their very existence the next week with little to no awareness of that disparity. This phenomenon is called splitting uh, and it's very well documented in personality disordered individuals. What most people don't understand about splitting though is that it changes perception of the present moment and also of history. It's not just that you're suddenly bad in the narcissistic individual's eyes, it's also that suddenly you were always bad. Everything you've ever done is suddenly perceived through this new lens of badness. The global shift in perception causes people with pathological narcissism and NPD to behave in incredibly inconsistent ways. But to someone who doesn't understand splitting, it might seem like the narcissist is just incredibly uh, hypocritical or that they were just using them all along, lying and deceiving them at every turn. But in reality, it's often the case that the narcissist's entire perception has shifted due to internal events that are beyond their own awareness. Now, it can be difficult and confusing for laypersons to understand what mental illness looks like when it presents as NPD. And that's because most narcissists aren't bouncing off the walls. They don't usually present in a way that, quote, looks like mental illness. They typically look put together. Uh, they're often charming, charismatic, gregarious. They may be the life of the party or the leader of a community. But they can also come completely undone in the right circumstances. And if you look at the person's relationship history, you'll typically see a blighted hellscape of broken relationships, burned bridges, seething resentments, and emotional pain. If you get them talking about themselves in a deeper way, you'll quickly come up against glaring limitations in insight and self-awareness. And if you push past the superficial charm, you'll find someone who's often profoundly confused about life and about human relationships. And this is what it means to say that narcissism is a mental illness. The person's ability to understand their own behavior is often compromised. Their perceptions are often distorted. The sense they make from interactions and from relationships is often nonsensical, but they can't see it. The grandiosity and periods of inflated self-esteem that occur in NPD can cause the person to feel temporarily proud of horrible behavior to justify and rationalize insensitive or abusive treatment of other people. Again, this is often a matter of seeing the world and one's own choices through a distorted lens. Now you can say that they know what they're doing, but the phrase kind of loses all meaning once we look at the distortions in self-perception inherent in the mental illness of NPD. Now you should absolutely 100% not tolerate abusive behavior from anyone in your life. You should absolutely learn all you can about this disorder if you feel it's uh, negatively impacted your life or your relationships. Learn to set adaptive boundaries. Learn to behave assertively and to communicate effectively. If you have doubts about whether or not you deserve good treatment from other people, take a look at those doubts with the help of a licensed mental health professional.
I have no problem with people taking their emotional and mental health seriously. Sometimes the answer is to cut problematic relationships out of your life. As a teacher of mine once said, sometimes the most compassionate thing you can do is say no. But should you spend every waking minute in distorted echo chambers that amplify your pain and resentment while promoting models of narcissism that are only loosely based in actual fact? No, I don't think you should. I don't think that's necessary or helpful. If you've gotten to the point where you earnestly believe that people with NPD are demons from hell or sadistic predators who enjoy torturing other people for their own amusement, or that they're representative of a new species of human that preys on the rest of us, then I'm sorry to say I think you've gone down an unhelpful path. If you've gotten to the point where you react with moral outrage to the moderate, reasonable perspective that people with mental illness are mentally ill, then you need to spend less time in polarizing internet forums. And if you can't tolerate hearing that someone with narcissism or NPD is suffering, then you need to take a step back from this issue because you're becoming radicalized. The reality of NPD is often the opposite of sensational. Narcissists are not happy. They often feel empty inside. Their lives are frequently a never-ending cycle of repetitive, maladaptive patterns of which they're only vaguely aware. I've met so many individuals who spend their lives searching over and over again for a temporary hit of self-esteem that they always think will magically solve their problems, but never actually does. Real NPD is a frustrating tangle of contradictory perceptions, faulty attributions, and developmentally fixated interpersonal strategies. All of those images online of beautiful people with evil eyes pulling off a mask surrounded by mystery and smoke, that's not NPD. And if you think it is, then you're mistaken. And I invite you to spend more time on this channel and others like it that present a realistic, grounded, moderate, and decidedly depolarized perspective on the mental illness of pathological narcissism and NPD. Okay, so that's it for today. As always, please leave comments, questions, and suggestions for future episodes down below. And until next time, take good care.